Hello there. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. This is Belonging Before Believing, where I am full of cheer. I'm Patrick Mathers, the pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And I'm Brian Gumpy, elder, Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. Your Merry Christmas sounded like you were yawning. Merry Christmas. I just got it from a nap. It was your Santa voice. That's <laughs> but Dude, he's got to be tuckered out. Yeah. That guy, he does a lot of, a Dude, lot of traveling. So they made a... They made a Netflix movie. Did you know that? No. no. So For of Santa? Yeah. No. I was joking when I was about to say they made a Netflix movie. But yeah, they made a Santa movie on Netflix. Kurt Russell is yeah. uh, Santa. It was actually pretty good. Was it? I would, and it looked like something to stay far, far away from. Kurt Russell's Santa seems like that. It looked like yeah. something to stay far, far away from. It looked like Hallmark, but worse. Yeah. Yeah, it looks weird to me. And then I haven't seen it yet. I had somebody on Instagram or Facebook or something post like a picture of it, and they were like, This was actually really good. I'm like, Yeah, why not? So we watched it last night. Yes, it was enjoyable. Hey, you know what? Not a classic or anything, but it was enjoyable. You know what isn't real good? I know what you're going to say. You totally don't. Okay, go ahead. A hundred percent. You have no idea what I'm about to say. So I was at work, and I was actually working. Okay, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) And when I was at work, I thought, Brian said he likes Post Malone. I'm going to listen to him. You didn't like it. No. That was awful. Yeah. I told you I didn't want to. How is that guy so popular? I told you. I I don't get it. He's unique. Is he? No, he He is. He sounds like everything else. Like if I were to put on like what's hip today playlist, I'm sure that's not what it's called, but I'm going to get a whole bunch of that. It sounds like exactly the same as every uh, so many other things out there. So, yeah, yes, it sounds mumbly. Yes and and no. Yes and no. um, So he's actually a pretty talented musician. I heard him. I saw a live video of him covering. I can't remember what it was. Was it In Bloom, Heart Shaped Box, some Nirvana song? Okay. He absolutely crushed it. Crushed it. It was so good. What? Yeah, I know. He was playing a guitar. Yeah. And he was singing. Yeah. And, and he, these are the type of things that started to get my attention about him. I, Because, dude, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember when I said it on the podcast, but I wanted to hate him really, really bad. Oh, and I then, for sure do. And then a song would so be I on think, at work, and I'd be like, oh, I like this. Who is this? Yeah, yeah. That's no! What my attention is you said you heard a song at work that made you go, oh, I like this. And then you yeah. saw it was him. Well, I was subjected to it against my will multiple, multiple times, and it kind of grew on me, I'm sure. And so maybe that was it. And you're listening. I am never going to on purpose listen to that again. Well, there you go. I don't blame you. That's fine. I'm never going to listen to Chap Hop again. (laughs) I'm never going to either unless it comes up. That was just a one-hit wonder. Oh, my god, Dude, I I kind of did enjoy it, though. And I kind of enjoyed it twice as much for him. You didn't like it at all. I'm sure you did. (laughs) Dude, okay. This is a complete, what, what? utter change of subject. Yeah, your there's eyes no, told me. Whoa. There's no reason for me to talk about this on the podcast right now, other than the <laughs> fact that I'm going to forget to tell you about it later. Uh, so everyone listening is going to get to hear about it, too. Do you want me to ruin your night? Yeah, for sure I do. Good. I knew you would. <laughs> last night was the last night that Pop's Pizza was open. What? Yeah. No more chicken and waffle pizza. It's gone. 
Done. What? Yes. Dude, there was always people in there. Their last night was their last night of operation. What happened? I don't know. They posted why on Instagram and said, hey. more details? I, this is what I got. No, you, why do you... You got to know. You did ruin my night. Now you got to give me more. As advertised. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Dude, we're running out of decent pizza places Dude, in Chico. Dude, there was always... Uh, Mama Celeste might make a comeback, maybe. I don't know. There's no paradise anymore. No, I know. I know. Okay. But Pops always had people in there. Always. So did Pluto's. And Pluto's shut down. Pluto's is terrible, though. They always had people in it. Always. Yeah, but... They, you can't keep a bad thing going. They were 15 well, no, years old. Back. You can't keep bad things going. And I don't think they're bad. I like them. Pluto's? Yeah. What did you like there? Uh, uh, I would get salads for like the, the first few years that I would go there. Mm-hmm. But you could get a like a Thanksgiving dinner uh-huh. seven okay. days a week there. Yep. yep. So when we remember when we had church downtown? Yeah. So I went to lunch there a couple of times. And there was a Thanksgiving dinner sandwich. Oh, yeah. And I, so, mm. okay, that have, was good. They have those at Banshee, too. They call it the turkey gobbler. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. At least they did. <laughs> and then they also had this, like, um, super wet. I want to say it was a barbecue, but it might have been teriyaki, now that I'm thinking about it, chicken sandwich. Their sandwiches were hit or miss for me. Oh, so I only ever had sandwiches because Oh, salads, there you go. Like, are terrible. <laughs> salads are terrible. Terrible. Hot, hot take. Hot take. They're so bad. Their yeah. salads are good. Like, you can make a salad that actually felt like a meal and it was good. You might as well I just would, go to the toilet get and get fried dump chicken your in my. In you might as well do that. Wow. Just, right. Or just, you know, finish your toilet maneuver with some lettuce and dump it in there. Because that's like Whoa. all it's worth. Whoa. Salads suck. I get it. I'm, I'm <laughs> picking up what you're putting down. So. Oh, you didn't pick up what I put down. Okay. I smell what you're stepping in. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, the the get like a turkey platter or whatever. They had they would have pesto mashed potatoes Ugh. on certain days. That Lacroix is awful. That's Lacroix is the Lacroix of po- Post Malone. If Post Malone was a Lacroix flavor, that would be cran raspberry. It's cran raspberry. Gosh, it tastes like I'm drinking. Um, Are you gonna make one of these jokes that everybody's made by now? Go ahead. Let's see what you got. No, it, it tastes like I'm drinking like straight aspartame. Like <laughs> liquid aspartame. That's super funny because there's none. I know. It tastes like all chemically and like that's weird to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm so used to like aspartame real chemically <laughs> <laughs> that when this has nothing, it's like doing the opposite thing for me. Anyways. Yeah. The Post- common denominator you taste between that and a soda is aspartame when really it's water. <laughs> that's your common. That's what water tastes like. This is not what water tastes like. Look, I get water every night out of my tap. It does not taste like this. And I hear judgment in in the minds of people out there, but I drink tap water too. Dude, Chico's got good tap water. Honestly. Yeah, I don't mind it. So we had it tested before we got the fish tank because Andy was like all super wanted to make it like perfect pH and yeah, yeah. all the stuff. And she tested, she went and had it tested something and it was perfect. It yeah. was like, this is what you need for tap water. Which... <sighs> While we're on the subject, yeah. man, we are covering some ground right now. <laughs> anyway. We don't even have a topic. <laughs> what is with, what? what's the deal with All right. Oregonians? 
What? Bragging about their water. Dude, no. Oh. They are stuck up about their water. Are I w- I are? went. I was in a dude's house. It was like an old roommate of a friend of mine. We were passing through town. And you uh, were in Oregon. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So a friend of mine, his old roommate lives, it was like outside of Portland, I want to say. Anyway, we're at his house and he asks me, he's like, can I get you anything to drink? You want some water? And I was like, yeah, sure. He hands me a cup and goes, it's Oregon water and just points at the faucet. (laughs) Did you fill it and then like go over and like shoot it in his face, like splash it in his no, I'm just like, what the H is that supposed to mean? It's Oregon water. Like, you're welcome. You can drink from my tap. Like. That's pretty cocky. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't drink water from the tap in California. Like, we have just sweat coming out of the taps <laughs> in California. <laughs> but now that we're in Oregon, oh, I'm going to do you a solid. Here's a cup. Knock yourself out. Any faucet. Here's the difference. is Northern California. Yeah. Ma- I- yeah, I wouldn't be drinking tap water in Southern California for sure. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Can I get you something to drink? Would you like some water? Sure. Here's a cup and then point. It's Oregon water. <laughs> That's kind of douchey. <laughs> Wait, no kidding. Hold the phone. This is Oregon water? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Where's that Arkansas okay. water that I'm this looking is for? Good. You're telling me now. Because I don't think in the moment I'd have something snoop, super snappy to come back with. But now I got time. So I'm going to let that one marinate for a minute. And then next time I go up to Oregon and somebody says, oh, our tab one is so good. I'm going to say, shut up. Ooh. And then my quippy Ooh. response. You got one? You got no, I just thought about how riled up Paul is going to be listening to this right now. Because anytime there's any kind of debate. Dude, Paul's from Medford. That's like Redding. <laughs> That's Northern California still. No, I, yeah, but my point is, he's going to be so riled up. Even more now. Yeah, I'm going to get text message right now. <laughs> Did you send one, Paul? I Did hope you? I get one. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? Let's get that bread. <laughs> I top. Pat, Pat was asking for a uh, youthful colloquialism. I meant, let's, let's, let's get to the text. Let's get to the question. Let's get that bread. Some, some kind of turn of phrase that's in the, the young people's zeitgeist right now. Dude, don't, don't throw me under the bus here. And, uh, Is that too old? That's an old person thing now. Throw me under the bus? No, that's just like a normal person thing. That's like a, what people still say. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. What, what's, what's one that's like too old? You said lit is too old. Well, it, it hey, when Michael Scott wanted to buy weed, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like asking for grass. For grass, <laughs> Pat. It's been eleven minutes. <laughs> Are we gonna talk about something? Yeah. Oh, we're never gonna get through this text. <laughs> it's so long. Okay, so <laughs> we'd plan to go through Luke chapter two. Um, which is, oh, I'm in Matthew, <laughs> which is the, the birth of Jesus narrative here in, in the Bible, in the New Testament. And it is 52 verses. <laughs> There's no way we're going to get through this whole thing. I don't know thing. if this is going to end up being like a Luke type of episode. What's, what's Mark's account like? Here, let's do this. <laughs> Mark doesn't have it. I, Neither I, does John. This is a joke. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Well, and Mark is the shortest. I thought gospel, you were kind of so. dim for a second there. No, no, <laughs> making jokes. They're not hey, for everyone. Okay, let's do this. Instead of 
just reading through the text, let, let's, let's riff on it a little bit and let's just talk about the birth narrative. So when, when you think of the birth of Jesus, what are some, maybe not even popular, but just what comes to your mind? One of the, a couple of the first things. Like for me, mine's a nativity scene. Sure. Okay. So, and I, we, we had a couple as I was a kid and we would always like make funny little things like, I, I, so, oh, here's a funny one. I saw Ryan Mack. Did you see his picture of the nativity scene Mm-mm. where instead of Mary and Joseph, he put Bob and Doug McKenzie from <laughs> Strange Brew there looking down at Jesus? No, no, I did not see that. Oh, dude, I got to show you that picture. It's going to be hard for me to not go look for it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but we had all these nativity scenes. That is totally like one of the very first things that comes to my mind is is nativity scene. And the interesting thing is... No, all, none of those things happen the same time <laughs> that are right. all crammed there in the nativity scene. I remember when I was like a kid and they were teaching us that because I went to a Christian school and they, they were first like telling us about how, oh, like the three wise men, they wouldn't have been there for days and days. And that's a great picture. <laughs> Shout out, Ryan Mac. Yeah. Uh, and so I went to my grandma's house and she had the, like a little stuffed one that would like sit on the stuffed? floor. Yeah, a yeah. stuffed nativity scene. Yeah. They were like, dude, I've never seen one of those. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They were... Stuffed animals. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a people. Think of like a stuffed flannel graph. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what it looked like. I got it. I got it. And I like would take the three wise men and like put them on the other side of like the living room. (laughs) Just like they're on their way. Because they weren't there yet. Yeah, Yeah. they're on their way. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty good. Well, the angels didn't show up there when they were in the manger. The angels are out in the field talking to the shepherds. And they don't even sing. Like they say... Oh, you blew my mind when you said that. Yeah, they never sing. They, they say things. They declare. They're heralds. So they go and they talk to the shepherds in the field and tell them to go. They don't show up there in the manger anywhere. The shepherds show up. They tell some townspeople, and the townspeople come and check out Jesus. But yeah, the wise men don't show up till Jesus is like two. He's like... Who's, who's the equivalent? Charlotte. Yeah. Like like Charlotte's age, my grandbaby's running around like that, you know. That's that bl- that's a mind blower right there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird that it seems more bizarre to worship a two year old than to worship a baby to me? It, it seems bizarre to worship a creature. You know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yeah, I know Jesus. Y- yes, yes. Maybe it's because I've what? seen so many pictures of people worshiping baby oh, Jesus, Jesus worshiping and not worshiping like a two-year-old who like will give you a wet willy. Have and... you ever seen a picture? Well, Jesus was better than that. He was above such a... You don't think Jesus gave wet willies? Huh. Hmm. I don't know. That's, that's a stumper. Because, okay, Jesus is funny. Yeah. Dude, he cracks wise sometimes. Yeah, that's what I mean. He tells jokes. And he's not above putting people through some business. Like the whole thing with Peter having to go catch a fish with a rod and get the coin out. That's not only pretty funny, but it's pretty humiliating for Peter, a fisherman with nets out in a boat, to be sitting on the shore with a pole. (laughs) It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of humiliating. So Jesus isn't above that kind of stuff, I think. But maybe a wet willy. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, dude. So nativity. Nativity scene, you know, that's kind of one of the things that that I think of at Christmas time when I think of the birth narrative. Another thing that that I think of um, pretty regularly is 
you know, it, it's for some reason I have in my mind that it's snowing and cold, like when he was born. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think one of our little nativity scenes had like some like little snow on the ground. I could be wrong, but for some reason I I pictured in my mind that it was snowing and it was cold. Hey, do you think Jesus was actually born in December? No. When do you think he was born? I have no idea. August? I think there's a 1 in 12 chance that he was born in December. He could have been. 1 in 12 chance. Oh, my gosh. I just, I I don't know. There's some people who crunch the numbers. Maybe it was January. And they think. Or November. Oh, yeah. There's some people who think it's August. Yeah. Just crunching the numbers and trying to figure out the dates and stuff. How could you possibly figure that out? Well, people try to figure out the second coming, and they come up with some crazy hoot. Right? No, I get that. So, I yeah, I I've seen I've read a book about that. Like I have a book just on when he was born. It's crazy. That seems like a waste of a book. Oh, he made some money because I got one now in my (laughs) collection. It was like from the forties or something, maybe fifties. That's crazy. Um, and then I have another book. No, 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 no. I take that back. Yeah, yeah. You don't have another book? No. <laughs> I do. I One trying. book. <laughs> no, I was trying. I, I think, That's a waste of a book. No, no. I think <laughs> I have another book that it has a lengthy discussion. It's not a whole book on that, but a lengthy discussion on when he was born. And they were saying it was in January. And there's like some day in January and they crunch the numbers. And I've heard other theologians talk about that too, that he was probably born either in August or January. I don't know. Does it matter? I was about to say, that's my question. To what end? Does it matter, Brian? No, I don't If we worship Jesus and celebrate his birth um, on December 25th or January That actually has me thinking of a different question. Um, So my answer is no. Okay. Otherwise, it would be given to us. I like that answer. Which leads me to my second question. Are we instructed or even, you know, encouraged in any way to celebrate the birth of Christ? Okay, I would say yes, because, it's, because it is given to us, and it's included in two of the Gospels explicitly. It's certainly talked about in the John chapter 1 in a theological context, not in a narrative form. Um, and it's alluded to in Matthew or in Mark when it's not explicitly there. So I'd say that because we have this clear, th- you know, um, clear example, I think, yeah, it's probably something that we should uh, commemorate, celebrate. So by that same logic, why don't we um, celebrate like the baptism and transfiguration? Because we have accounts of that too. Well, because it's uh, because Advent was something promised in many places in the Old Testament, uh, Isaiah specifically, right? He's going to be born of a virgin. You'll call his name Emmanuel, and uh, so so those things were something that were going to be pointing to the Messiah, the God Man in the flesh, whereas. Uh, Transfiguration certainly points out that Jesus is Jesus's divinity, right? I mean, that's the whole point of the transfiguration is 
the three disciples get to see the glory of God. He said just a week earlier, some of his disciples aren't going to die until they see the glory of God. He was talking about the transfiguration. Um, A transfiguration is important. Peter points out in his gospel that it is uh, proof of not only Christ's divinity, but that the words that he said is true. And then he goes on to say, and knowing that we have a more sure word, so that the words of Christ were actually more important than the transfiguration itself. So I would say the Advent's important because we don't have Christ without the Advent. Whereas we can have the, tra- we, if we didn't have a record of the transfiguration, we still have Jesus. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we still, have, we still have him. So I certainly think, you know, a lot, a lot of the high church is like we meet in an Anglican church. If you read through their liturgy, a lot of their liturgy points to these other uh, times in Christ's life, like the ascension, the transfiguration, um, those things that maybe the rest of us lower-class Protestants don't spend a whole lot of time contemplating unless we're in the text. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Do, Do you think Christmas... So we say we're celebrating Christ's birth. Do you think it should be a point of worship, though? Explain. So... We, 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 when, um, stumbling all over myself here, when somebody dies and they're maybe not, um, steadfastly Christian when they're going to be buried because that's the Christian symbol of the expectation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but they're going to be cremated and they have a celebration of life. And so we celebrate the life that they had and we remember them fondly. We tell fun stories, maybe even hard stories, but we, we celebrate, which is a good thing, I think, because, you know, Psalm 116 says that it's precious in the sight of the Lord when one of the saints dies. And to me, the reason why that matters to God is because it, that life mattered to God. And so a celebrating a life is a good thing. I think that's, that's a right thing to do. And maybe we don't want to call it a celebration of life, or maybe we do. I don't know. I kicked that around in my head a little bit, but it's way different than worship. We don't worship any of those people that we're celebrating their life. So when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating, yay, Jesus was born and we're happy and we give presents, but that's way different than actually having that day set aside as an act of worship. So like what I mean is uh, Christmas happens on a Thursday or maybe it's a Tuesday this year. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. So, because it's the day that we celebrate Christ's birth, is it a day where we should go and we should worship Christ? Got it. Oh. Because... I've wrestled... I don't, I'm not settled on it, so I'm just throwing that out there. Like, what do you think? Sure. Huh. Yeah, because, I mean, Easter, we made sure... We Easter. made We made sure. No, it, it falls on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Who who decided on December twenty fifth? Oh, I don't know. Like no, don't know. It wasn't well, like no, I don't know. I'm I'm sure we could look it up and find out. I just don't get to hear you say that very often, especially on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> don't get used to it. I finally stumped him. It <laughs> happened. I did. Just, I wasn't ready for it. I just assumed you were gonna know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh huh. Because yeah, it would make sense for it to almost be on a Sunday every year, like then it, would, it couldn't be December 25th. That's what I mean. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was probably... I, no, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to try to riff and guess. I don't know. Um, so I've, I've celebrated Christmas when, where we go and worship, and we have a special service. In fact, I think a couple of times we've done something on Christmas. Oh, no, we did Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, For yeah. a few years, that's right. Um, but we don't really anymore. We could. I don't know. I don't know why we stopped. I don't remember, but I can't remember lots of things. But um, I have worship, gone to worship services on Sunday morning, or on Sunday morning, on Christmas morning, and it's been great. And I've sat around in my pajamas and opened presents and eaten pancakes. Hot cakes! Hot, hot, hot cakes with my kids and my wife. And that's good stuff, too. You know, I, I love to worship God, and I have no problem worshiping Him all the time. And I think that, you know, worship on Christmas is probably a good thing. Um, but I don't, But again, it's one of those things where we don't see it explicitly laid out in Scripture, so I would be hesitant to make it a rule, right? Are you tracking with me? You look like you're reading something. Um, both, actually. Okay. And, uh, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, after a very cursory search, mm-hmm. it seems like the first time that Christmas was celebrated on December 25th was in the year 336. Oh, holy moly. That's way far away from Jesus. Under Emperor Constantine. Of course. Yep. He's always the villain. Right. And uh, a few years later, Pope Julius I officially declared that the birth of Jesus would be celebrated on the 25th of December. Crap, it's popery. Popery. We got to cast off that popery. Yeah. So, which is fun to say. I mean, this is assuming, of course, that hey, www.whychristmas.com is a credible source. Yeah, it's probably not. Hey, did I ever tell you about that time where I smoked popery? Smoked popery? That was a. Yes. Oh gosh, that's that might be the hardest I've ever laughed on this podcast. Actually, <laughs> it was a time that your, your buddy's dog's eye fell yep, out. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh hey, man, Anthony, something's <laughs> dude, wrong with your dog. Dude, your dog is sick. <laughs> Not something's wrong with your dog. Your dog is, is sick. sick. Yeah. <laughs> His eye fell out. Anthony. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, dude, we gotta cast off that potpourri. Do you want me to start? <laughs> Probably not on the Christmas podcast. All right. We can wait a day. Okay. <laughs> December 26th, we cast off the potpourri <laughs> after we get our day off. You don't get it. Do you, do you have Christmas off? Yeah. You do? It is the one day of the year we're closed. <clears throat> How long do you think that'll last? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it stayed. We have scaled back. Um, mandatory hours. We haven't added mandatory hours. Like we used to have to stay open until like five, I think, on Thanksgiving. And now we can close. They got back, bumped back to two. And now we closed at noon on Thanksgiving. Is that a corporate thing or a local thing? Um, both. Okay. So there's minimum hours of operation mm-hmm. that they HQ sends out, but you can be open longer than that if you want. And sure. th- thankfully, my boss on holidays, yeah. anyway, he has us open the minimum. No, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get that. So. Um, cool. Well, I, let's see. Uh, wh- wh- so. When you give a present. Yeah. So I just gave you a present. Mm-hmm. That's nothing fancy. I am appreciative. It's a big wad of tobacco. And I was surprised. Because you didn't know it was coming. Yeah. 
I like to surprise my peeps. Yeah. It's nothing fancy. But we're gonna you're gonna smoke that in a pipe. Mm-hmm. So when I give you a present and you cheerfully receive that, how do we do that for the glory of God, Brian? Oh gosh. I feel compelled to tie this into Christmas, but I What's a Christmas present? I, don't, I gave you a Christmas present. No, I just mean I like I gave it to you early because I feel the I feel compelled tied into Christmas, but I don't know how I'm going to. <laughs> so basically, what I would say is it is a a type of grace that we see front and center, Ooh, okay. things that are given to us that we probably don't deserve. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't be gifts; they'd be like wages or payments sure. or something like that. And so, a gift is getting something for the sake of it, not because it was earned, which is our entire life. The air we breathe, the roof over our head, the the light that I can even see in the morning. Not like my electric mm. light, but my like the sun coming up in the morning is a display of things that are gifts, are things that we haven't earned, that things that are just given to us um, without merit. And I think that LaCroix is the opposite of that. Got it. That is a manifestation of hell. Judgment. Yeah. Judgment. Wrath. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think on that level, um, any gift can be a reminder of the fact that pretty much every good thing that we get, we, we, we don't really deserve. So we can receive anything. I mean... Basically, we can receive anything in that manner and praise God. A hundred percent. Glorify God. Thank you, Lord. I don't deserve any of this. I mean, I, I, I am owed nothing in this life. So whether it's a, a satsuma or a lemon ring pie or an ostrich egg, I can give all to the glory of God. One of, right? of all of the you know, uh, erudite things that John Piper has said, one of my favorite things that I've ever heard from him is that Nobody can eat an orange mm-hmm. to the glory of God like a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So gift giving is a part of a whole lot of traditions, but we're the only ones who can really do it in a manner that is worship. Because oh, definitely. we're glorifying God. So we can, I, I can, I can, let's say I got that funny little knife that I got that we need to give away. Yes. We should talk about that. So I got this knife. No, I'm going to save it. Save I'm going to save it. Save it. Okay. So I could get a gift from somebody, and I can do it as an act of worship, receive it as an act of worship, whereas other people can't do that. Not only, no other religion can do that, I think, right? Well, for sure not rightly, but I don't know how they could do it because every other system is a system of works, not grace. Right. Yeah. And therein... It lies why I think we can celebrate Christmas in the sense that our secular brothers, brothers and sisters, you know what I'm saying. Family and friends. Family and friends. Yeah. There you go. Secular <clears throat> um, family and friends. Yeah, the, hey, that they do. And yet we can still have it be a, a sacred holiday. Yeah. We can participate in a way to where God is still honored, um, even though... It might look similar to people who aren't worshiping. Well, we're straight hanging out with people who are giving gifts and doing the exact same thing we are, just we're doing it for the glory of God, and we can do it as an act of worship. Yep. 
Hey, dude, let's put a bow on this one. Oh. And ask our question of the day. What you got? Oh, dude. I texted it to you, and then I forgot to look at it. See us? I texted it to you with the intention that, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. I'm not going to have to scroll around and fumble around and look for it. You ready? Yeah. Besides the Bible, Brian, what book has influenced you the most? See... Besides the Bible, you can't Jesus juke this one. No, I know. And I'm glad you gave me this one ahead of time because I looked at it. And there's one that came to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. This could be a whole episode. And Oh, yeah. And then I thought to myself, oh, crap. He said not the Bible, not no books that are theologically focused or anything like that. Because my mind immediately... Went to Total Money Makeover. Mm -hmm. There's no question that that book absolutely changed the trajectory of my life. Um, That's the Dave Ramsey. That's the Dave Ramsey one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But then I like came back a step. I was like, wait, I could still do a theological book. That's not the Bible. Well, you do Dave Ramsey. He's that's nothing wrong with that. Well, there's a it's an honorable mention. Okay, because like I said, I. <clears throat> I went away from spiritual things altogether when I read your caveat. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to say the actual book that changed my life more than anything, I could go so many different directions here. I'm going to go with, oh, it's so hard. I'm going to, I'm, I'm picking two. I'm picking two. One is The Dangerous Duty of Delight mm. by John mm-hmm. Piper. John Piper. Which yep. is like an excerpt of Desiring God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> and the reason I picked that one is it was the first theological book that I ever read. And it made me want to read a lot more. It wasn't even so much what was contained in it. Although what's That'll contained in it world. is great. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, it just got me started and made me want to read more and more and more. The second one, I would probably say When Grace Comes Home. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I love that one. Because Reformed theology. Good. I'm glad you said it. Reformed theology had been something that had been. Terry Johnson. Yes, yes, yes. That had been in front of me and I knew was very, very important, but it had been difficult for me to articulate to, you know, friends and family, (laughs) nice friends and family, uh, to my brothers and sisters, why it was so important. Mm -hmm. And that just connected those dots so nicely for me. And it was presented in a way that's easy for me to share. Um, because, I, yeah, without a doubt, as I've grown theo- or in my understanding of theology, why does it matter has been very, very important in shaping my life to that that's filled with grace. Whew. Yeah, that, you're, you're not wrong. That's exactly what that book does. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that'd be in my top five, for sure. So I'm going to give... Three, but I'm not going nice. to talk a lot about them. So the first one is John Piper's Don't Waste Your Life. Mm. Get that and read it. I am not the biggest Piper fan. He's, he's not the best to read, but that book is like a, a real eye-opening punch in the gut. You, you, I think Christians need to read that book. Um, the other two are, in my mind, more important. Uh, one is, of course, Foundations of the Christian Faith by James Montgomery Boyce. That book is probably my desert island book besides the Bible. I would want to have that one with me. That book is so readable, 
And every time I come back to it, it's, it's big and intimidating, but every time I come back to it, it's just so rich. That man knew Jesus, and I love it. And then the last one is Thomas Watson's The Body of Divinity. That, that's a little bit of a tough read, but he writes so well for being... Um, you know, 400 years old. It, it is just... I hope re- I can write when I'm oh, 400 man, years old. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's that's a great book that has... Those three books have really influenced me, so... Great. Yeah. Great. Sweet. All right. That's that's what, I don't got nothing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brothers and sisters, family and friends... We believe that you belong. (laughs) 